So I go see this doctor. Never met this doctor any day in my life. It's the first time me meeting this doctor. He's an orthopedic surgeon. And I'm telling him all this, the stuff that's going on with me about my hip, ex-football player, yada, yada, yada. And he looks at me and he's like, I know what's wrong with you. Okay, what's wrong? You're fat. You're fat and you either need to lose weight or die. That was, I won't say a shocker, but it kind of pissed me off because I'm at the doctor trying to figure out what's going on with my hip. And here you come with this, you're fat, you're going to die. You got this stomach as a pregnant woman, all this other stuff. And, you know, I said, fuck you, man. Like, I have an argument with this guy. And I remember saying to him, like, if I wanted to, I can run a marathon. Welcome back to the Better Human Podcast today. We got an amazing guest. We got Martinez Evans. Brother, welcome to the show, my man. Greg, thank you for having me. Of course, I'm so excited to have this conversation. But the first question I really want to ask, I love your branding, man. I love your company. You know, um, I love the fact that uh, you're, you're, you're creating this community and you are the founder of Slow AF Run. Yes. Right. And I asked you earlier, what does AF stand for? And you said, we're going to keep that ambiguous. <laughs> right. Let me, ask you, let me ask you this question and just for the audience, right? Give us a background on uh the slow af run club sort of where does this come from and 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 sort of how did the story begin in your life okay um make sure thing so slow af run club came from uh imagine you running a race and i was running a marathon i was around mile 18 and as i'm jamming um i see some loud or like wild gestures out the corner of my eye so i take off my earpods and i look to the guy i'm like what what's going on and he's like you're slow as fuck go home and I was like, what? He's like, you're slow as fuck. Go home. So I have a, I have a, uh, a heated debate or a fucking argument with this guy. I'm like, man, fuck you. Like you go home. I'm running a race and you're not running a race. So at that moment, I decided that bystander, by the way, just a random bystander troll, just smash yes. down, but not even running himself. Not uh, even running right Not even in the arena to participate in the race. Right. So from that point on, I started wearing slow AF on, on my shirts and people loved it. You know, I did it as a big middle finger to him, uh, yeah. but people loved it. And eventually people was like, Hey man, do you, do you sell these things? And the entrepreneur with me was like, I do now. Mm -hmm. So I sold 500 shirts in the first weekend that I made it available. Wow. And uh, from that point on, individuals were ask me, Hey man, like, is there a group or community that we all can get together and like support each other. So I went on a journey and, you know, created this uh, amazing club. You know, I started this thing with 40 members and now we have about 10,000 members worldwide. Wow, man. What a business success story, which is you're one on a branding standpoint, which is also and you're pounding out 500 t-shirts, which is awesome. Yeah. And then the community and like, I'm a big guy in community. I talk a lot about it and, and the importance of building it, but you really built a community, right? I mean, talk about a, 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 a connection to bring people together. So, you know, for the audience, I mean, where did this running begin? I mean, you, you weren't always a runner, you know, bluntly, you're a big boy, right? So, you know, that's probably where the guy was like, you're slow as fuck. But where, where did this start for you? What was the driver? Was it exercise? Was it health? Was it just to like be part of a community? Was it to do something? Like, did you think it was going to like go into where it is today? Absolutely not, Greg, man. All of this came from spite. Um, <laughs> all of this came from spite. Right, huh? um, so let's take it. Let's take the listeners back. Back in 2012, I was an ex-collegiate football player working at Men's Warehouse. So I was on my feet eight to 12 hours a day. 
wearing a suit, wearing hard bottom shoes on a concrete floor. And, you know, I I developed some hip issues because of that. Because, like, who's wearing hard bottom shoes on a concrete floor for eight to 10 hours a day? So I go see this doctor and never met this doctor any day in my life. It's the first time me meeting this doctor. He's an orthopedic surgeon. And I'm telling him all the stuff that's going on with me about my hip, ex-football player, yada, yada, yada. And he looks at me and he's like, I know what's wrong with you. Okay, what's wrong? You're fat. Hmm. You're fat. And you either need to lose weight or die. That was, I want to say a shocker, but it kind of pissed me off because I'm at the doctor trying to figure out what's going on with my hip. And here you come with this. You're fat. You're going to die. You got this stomach as a pregnant woman, all this other stuff. And, you know, I, I said, fuck you, man. Like, I have a, a heart a, a, a argument with this guy. And I remember saying to him, like, if I wanted to, I can run a marathon. And he laughed at me and told me that's the most stupidest thing he heard in all of his years of practice in medicine. So I wanted to put hands on him, but I didn't. And uh, as my way storming out the doctor's office, um, I was ruminating on it and I drove past a running shoe store. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to run a marathon. So I went into the running shoe store and I bought running shoes and I got on the treadmill that day. That's amazing. That's amazing. What was the first marathon that you ran? Where was my it? first marathon was uh, in Detroit, um, October 2013. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you've been running ever since? Ever since, man. I haven't stopped yet. Wow. And how often? I mean, like, is this like a, a weekly thing? Like when the club goes out? <laughs> go out? So it's a mixture of things, right? Like it really depends on like what I'm training for. So uh, I typically typically don't run every day, right? Because I'm I'm training with a particular schedule, but I'm running anywhere between three to five times a week, you know, exercising or like working out another two to three times a week. So I'm very active uh, when it comes to my physical activity. Yeah. And tell me a little bit about the sort of the community and the camaraderie. I mean, you know, uh, uh, runners are runners. You see them, mm-hmm. they bunch together, they connect together. It's, it, it becomes a real real uh driving thing in fact i've done this for the last two days so i've been in training for the last couple days so yesterday leadership training program that was ending and today was a leadership program that had just started and it was at lunch yesterday i looked at everyone like all right you know what we're doing right now everyone's getting off their ass we're gonna go walk as a group we're gonna go for a 10 minute walk around the block right now it wasn't it wasn't to to um you know go and run or anything but the exercise was to move the body but the emotional and the 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 relational exercise was to connect because uh-huh. there's something about running in a pack or walking in a pack right like dogs they they go in a pack wolves in a pack like runners in a pack and it was just something magical. And the same thing happened today. I looked at the room and they just had this big heavy lunch. I'm like, all right, everyone's getting up. Let's go for a walk, right? Uh-huh. A walk back. So not exactly running, but, you know, is that sort of part of the basis when it comes down to community? I mean, you've got, as you said, 10,000 members that are part of uh, your community right now. Absolutely, man. I, I think the beautiful thing of this is imagine somebody in Austria who feel like they're alone in this journey, don't have any support system. Family members telling them they're fat, they need to lose weight. They, they're they not going to uh, accomplish anything in their lives until they lose this weight, right? And imagine finding a community that supports you and helps you right where you at when you get started. Cool. That's what we do. You know, we provide the psychological safety that it takes for individuals to, to be able to break out of their comfort zones and do things amazing. 
Dude, that's so powerful. You see this happening in gyms and stuff, right? People go to the gym. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. It's like, you know, people will withdraw and not continue with the activity because of their insecurity or because they haven't been welcomed and invited in. So I, I see there such importance to, to your community. Um, and like, do you do events around the world? I mean, is this like a, like, where do you, where do you go running with this crew? So mixture of stuff. So most of the times what we do is we, um, team up together and run certain races around the world. So, you know, we'll members of team up, you know, everybody's always saying, Hey, I'm running this race. Who's running with me. And then you have a bunch of hands being raised to say, Hey, you will run it with you. And like, we go travel to places and go run races, man. It's super fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you've got your book coming out. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that for the audience. Cause yeah. one for the audience, you, if you're a runner, if you're into this world, or you just want to be a part of community, this is a book you're gonna have to pick up. Uh, we were chatting a little bit about it before we got recording walk us through the book where where was the motivation or, or, or what was the driver to write the book one and you said it was a manual so give us some of those those tidbits from there give us a preview to it yeah so this book here is a how-to manual for anybody who wants to run literally and figuratively i wrote the book that i wish i had when i started running in 2012. so let's even take it a, a little step further most running books how-to running books are written by elite athletes or coaches of elite athletes telling you how to run like an elite athlete. Last time I checked, you or I is not an elite athlete. Mm -hmm. So why do we need to even learn or know their mechanisms to run, right? That's like setting us up for failure. So most of the time, the people I coach, they need advice like this. Hey, Greg, you finna go run? Maybe you should eat something before you go run. I know you think, well, you know, you're not going to go eat anything because you think you're going to lose a, a few pounds um, and and just run. And you think that's going to help you out. But what if I tell you I, I did that and I had to call my wife and, and tell her to come pick me up on the side of the road? Mm -hmm. Hey, Greg, I know you're going to run, but don't run in cotton underwear. You know why? Because I ran in cotton once and it felt like a thousand razor blades cut me up when I got in the shower. Right. So these are the types of tips and tips that individuals who are new to run and need, and I provide all of that stuff. So okay. the way the book is set up is that every chapter has uh, what I like to call a cautionary tale. So these are things that has happened to me in all of my years of running. So I've been heckled. I've been yelled at. I've been told I'm slow as fuck. I've been told, you know, I've, I've ran races where they ran out of metals. I've ran races where uh, they ran out of water. I share all of those things in this book. And also share how to overcome those things and how to prepare yourself for those things um, as you are thinking about becoming a runner and running races as well. Amazing. Where can some of these sort of principles be applied? It's not just running. I mean, you know, talk to me a little bit about sort of where you live and practice some of these principles that you've gained or lessons that you've learned from running in your real life. I mean, how does it show up there? Oh, man, mindset. Formulating the athlete's mindset is my favorite thing, man. You know, some of the tips and tricks that I give in this book is like, for example, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. What are you comparing yourself to? Right. You know, you, you need to stay consistent and persistent on your own journey. There's no need to look to the next person left or right. You need to look straight ahead and continue to go. Right. So that's one of my things. Right. My other thing is finding an enemy. You know, my favorite basketball player is Michael Jordan. So, you know, when you see that documentary that he had, when you think about, you know, him using what people have said against him, or sometimes it's a random look to fuel that fire in you to piss you off to get going, mm -hmm. use that, find an enemy, right? Um, 
you know, those, those are a couple of things. And then the last thing I like to say is that, you know, it's you versus your mind versus everyone else. So how running works and how everything else works in this world is that it's you. So you actually doing the thing to trying to, to, to progress and go faster. Right. And then it's your mind, you know, it's your mind playing tricks on you. So your mind is always going to tell you to stop doing something, especially right. when it's tough. Mm-hmm. And then you got everybody else, right? So whether you got people cheering you on or people telling you slow as fuck, go home. And so you got all of those thoughts going on in your head as well. And the goal is for an athlete or anybody, when you have this athlete mindset, is to calm all of that stuff down and then to listen to your heart. No, no, they say the mind will give up before the body does. Absolutely. All the time, right? You know, this is what the 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 mental fortitude that I get from you is 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 incredible. Were you always confident or you know, was part of your your growth and your confidence and your your assertion and your presence? Did that come through um running? Or maybe was it a big part of it or I would say it was always in me, right? So I grew up in Detroit, Michigan. I grew up on the east side of Detroit, you know, in the Ravendale neighborhood, which is a pretty tough Raven uh neighborhood, right? Uh, before the age of 10, I had two brothers die on me. So I had one brother who was in the streets doing in the streets things, and he died in the streets. I also had a brother who passed by who died by suicide. And I seen his body, um, seen his lifeless body when I was 10 years old. So when you think about the things that I went through, you know, people telling me that I'm going to end up like my brothers, like you're going to end up dead or in jail all your life. And your model and your mode is to prove them wrong. You know, that's where my determination and focus and tact come from because I can, uh, I can pull back on those, uh, experiences and really understand that it's really up to me. Right. As long as, as long as I put my mind to something, it's over. Right. It's already accomplished. It's, right. just, it's just now we're just waiting for the universe to catch up. Right. It's going to be maybe a tough question, but do you think if you hadn't had that experience with your brothers passing in the way that they did, you would have had this sort of intense sort of drive and go for it? Um, so I said, it's a tough question. <laughs> I, I would still say yes. Yeah. I would still say yes. Here's why. Like, those things happen in my life, but there, there's other fucked up shit that happened to me throughout my life, right? Like, I lived next to a crack house growing up. Mm-hmm. So you know, imagine walking to school and walking past a crack house every day. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, drug addicts on the on sprout on the on the, on, the, on the street, right on the on the grass. You got to walk over them, mm. right? So even if they are still here, there's so so many things in my life that I still had to overcome and accomplish to get me here. Mm-hmm. You hear this story all the time. You know, I was chatting about this today with what we <laughs> as a joke we call it the snowflake generation. Like you know, the younger generation today, which is. There's not a lot of resilience. There's not a lot of like oomph and, you know, gun ho and I'm going to take charge and I'm going to drive. And there's a lot of like, you know, victimness and there's a lot of like, it's okay to, to not try and stuff. And, you know, I, you hear these stories all the time where someone like yourself has grown up in a very rough neighborhood, has experienced these types of traumatic or very difficult situations. And it is those exact scenarios that have allowed you to, to persevere and grow, grow past it. And then you take those skills and those those abilities and you put them into your business, right? Where you run a very successful business, right. the run club, a slow af, uh, a slow AF run club, right? Of ten thousand, you know, community members, right, around the world, right? 
guy turns around and starts calling you slow as fuck. You're like, all right, well, I'm going to go get a pair of running shoes. I'm going to run even faster. Right. It's an incredible story. And for the audience, man, I mean, this is, this is, you're one of these examples, which is it's, it is your decision and choice in what you do and how you show up and where you go and what you achieve. That's it. Absolutely. That's it. And, and like, I, you know, I make fun of runners, all of you. You're all looking like fucking lunatics, huffing and puffing down the road, hobbling <laughs> away. Right. I'm like, I don't get it. Cyclist as well. But boy, man, when you see that runner and you see that determination and that commitment, I mean, that's a, that's a moral and that's a, oh, that's a lesson for life, which is life is a race. You know, yeah. you, you got to keep pushing through and you will eventually hit that finish line. But, you know, it's up to you. And I think that's also really interesting. Maybe you'll agree with this, which is running as a sport is, is it's you against the pavement. It's not you against anyone else. Big facts. So here's the thing, Greg, and, and I think this is the beautiful thing. Running is the only sport. Road running is the only sport that I know that you can participate in or around the, the professional athletes. Mm. So, for example, you know, the professional athletes run first and then like you're behind them in most of these road races. They're like you can't go on a basketball court and play pickup basketball on the other realm while LeBron is out there. Right. You can't go on the soccer field while Ronaldo is on there, but running is the only sport where you can be where the elite athletes are at and run the same world and course that they're on at the same time. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And it's a very true saying that you just said that, right. I was just even thinking about pickleball, you know, pickleball is the fastest growing sport, right. And why it's got an easy entry level to the sport, right. A lot of injuries, right. A lot of grandparents falling down and like, you know, (laughs) Right. Because it's such an easy sort of entry to get in there, but no other sport is that easy, right? Golf, tennis, you know, basketball, football, like you can't just get up there and start doing it, but you know, there's a nice entry level to this. So yeah, I, I could see the same with being, with running. Let me ask you, where, where, where are you going with, with, with the community and the club? What's the future goals for this stuff? Where do you see it? Going? Oh man. So our ultimate goal is to get 1 million people to start running in the body they have right now. And that's awesome. So that's the goal, man. That's where we're going. Um, I'm in actually in the process of launching a nonprofit called the Slow Your Front Club Foundation. Um, and what we're planning on doing with that is allowing individuals to apply to um, launch their own particular run, uh, Slow Your Front Club in their own location. That's cool, man. That's super cool. The world needs community. The world needs connection. And, you know, to bring people together <clears throat> through a commonality like running. Awesome. Awesome. You gonna take on any other sports? Fast walking in the future? Um, <laughs> I want to do a triathlon. I want to be an Ironman, so that's that's on my on my to do list. I want to do an ultra marathon, so you know I want to run like a hundred mile race. Those yeah. are things on my list as well. That's insane. I uh, I live in Costa Rica, so okay. you want to come and do a triathlon, and you want to come do some running. It is a massive, massive running and cycling community in costa rica and if you don't have a slow af in costa rica i'll help you rep out there man because that's that's definitely a region you want to get to okay most definitely super cool all right so tell us about the book when is the book launching so the book comes out june 6 and it will be available wherever books are sold um we are i have partnered with a local bookstore in pennsylvania called pocket books um this will be the only place if you're looking to get an autograph book for me, this is the only place where you'll be able to buy an autograph book. Mm-hmm. So if you go to pocketbookshop.com, search for Slow F Run Club, the ultimate guy for anybody who wants to run, you'll be able to uh, order an autograph book. 
But other than that, it's it's available wherever books are sold. Barnes and Noble, Amazon, your local indie bookstore. We're everywhere. That's amazing. It's going to be a huge book, man. Um, and then what about the audiobook? Are you gonna you gonna record that one? Oh yeah, the audiobook is already done. I already did that. Spent three days in a um a sound cave or a sound cabin yeah. and recorded the record the audiobook, man. So that's definitely done as well. Good, and it's your voice, which I think yes, yeah. I can't. You think I'm gonna waste this voice? <laughs> you think I'm gonna waste this voice and let somebody else do it? Absolutely Correct. not. Correct. That's what I said to you before we got recording. I'm like, bro, your voice has <laughs> got that radio voice, right? You're good to go, right? Meant as a compliment. Awesome. So, um, that at the end of the show, we asked a very important question, which is the better human question, which is, what do you think we could all do to be better humans tomorrow? I think what we all do to be a better human tomorrow is to really think about our goals, what we value and the habits around those in order to help us get to the finish line. That's amazing. It's awesome. 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 Drop some of your handles. Where could the audience learn more about you? If they want to come and follow you on Insta, if they want to learn about your website, drop that information. Absolutely. So you can find me all over the interwebs at, at 300 pounds and running. That's three zero zero spell out pounds and running 300 pounds and running.com 300 pounds and running on Instagram and Facebook. You want to learn more about the slow F run club, slow AF run club.com. And we are run slow AF on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. Are you still 300 pounds? Yeah, I float around there. Yeah. Thing is, if you've got that branding, you can't you can't shy away from that number. You need to stay there. No, I really don't think so. I, I really think that the thing is, is that like it's where I started, mm -hmm. but it's not where you know the way going to end up. But that's not where I'm going to end up. So like my thing and my goal is like I want to run regardless of whatever weight I'm at. Right. So if I'm 360 pounds, am I running? Am I happy? Mm. Then I'm running, right? If I'm less than 300 pounds, am I running? Am I happy? Am I healthy? Then I've done my purpose, right? And I think that's, that's you know, I think a lot of people focus on that number, but it's really not about the number. It's about the joy and the determination that comes along with doing what I do with my body. Yeah. Well, that's what you were talking about before. Just enjoy the pursuit, man. Just focus on the process and just, you know, one foot in front of the other. It's not about the weight. It's not about the race. It's not about the time. It's not about this. It's about the participation in the activity. You know yeah, I mean? that's what I'm saying, Greg. Like, most people can't survive the boredom that comes along with consistency. Mm -hmm. Consistency is boring. Correct. Being consistent is boring. And for a lot of people... They can't survive the boredom that comes with doing something on a consistent basis. Right. Right. And people give up. Right. Talk to people a lot about this, which is, you know, salespeople. I talk a lot about this. They, you know, people ask me, what makes a successful salesperson? And there's one very simple answer, right? Discipline. And they do the shitty consistent work every single day the list building the calling the emailing the outbound right but it is the diligent disciplined consistent salespeople that are winners and completely killing their careers yes by the extroverted the hoo-ha the big presenters maybe a couple wins here and there but unable to remain consistent with that you know that is the realest thing i ever heard 
So throughout this book launch journey, and we're going through it, the book is out June 6th, if anybody's wondering, I've been having six calls a day um, since February, recording three podcasts a day. I've recorded over 50 podcast episodes. Mm -hmm. I've set up over a a book tour that's going to have about 30 different dates. And all that takes is consistency, dialing, pitching and all the other things that come along with it it's not fun it's not sexy but it's the thing that gets the job done correct and you're not having these wonderful hoo-ha dinners and conversations and meetings after right majority of people and the worst thing about that and what you were doing with that consistent calling and pitching is people don't pick up the phone people ignore us so it's yeah. disciplined and be like i'm going to keep grinding that yeah. number right? i'm going to keep calling i'm going to keep pushing and again that's the that's the, the the relation and the analogy or the connection with running one foot at a time, keep pushing, keep going. Right. Awesome. Right. Martinez Evans, you are the man, brother. I'm really glad we had the time today. I'm sorry we didn't have, uh, you know, hours upon hours upon hours, but I'm sure we could follow this up again. We're going to plug all of your information. We're going to help promote that book. We're very excited to uh, see it as soon as it's out. I'm going to get my copy as well. I want to sign copy. So you're going to have to let me know the link. I'm going to have to order that one on. And I appreciate you coming and sharing this. Hopefully for the audience, what this has done is is giving you a little bit of wind in your sails, which is it's not about being the fastest. It's not about, you know, winning the race. It's simply about just the participation and not competing with others, but just driving and competing with yourself. I love that message that you shared before. It's awesome. Thank you, Greg. All right, brother. We will see you soon. To the audience, if you like today's episode, don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to share, and we will make sure that uh, you've got all the links for Martinez and uh, Slow AF Run Club because it's something that you should check out. Stay happy, stay healthy. We will see you on the flip side next week. Yeah.